This is from class. Hi, Dr. Kenner. I've been single for the past four years. I recently met an attractive woman. When we are together, she reads poems to me, and we watch online science lectures together, which I cannot do with any other hot chick. And there's a little uh, winky face there. There is a downside. She is depressed and in therapy, and she has a history of lying, and she even stole a bottle of wine in the supermarket. It's obvious that she cannot be my girlfriend. Now she wants to have sex with me, but no romantic relationship. Since I miss intimacy very much, part of me thinks that I should go for the fun. Or do you think this is a bad idea? Class. Now, class, the fact that you're even having that second thought, do you think this is a bad idea, raises the questions. And I think these are the important questions that you need to answer for yourself. And I'll give them to you in a moment. But I put myself in a similar situation class. I'll assume it's been years since I've been intimate and I would love a sexual relationship with a partner. I just want that emotional intimacy and that sexual intimacy. Then the opportunity presents itself. Here is this hunk of a man and he enjoys the hobbies that I enjoy, poetry and science. And the only problem is He lies and he steals. And, oh, by the way, he's depressed. How do I make the choice whether to have sex with him or not? So first, there's some value in it, right? That's what I'm experiencing. So if I look at it just on the surface level, you know, finally I have an opportunity to have sex with someone who is a hunk, who's attractive. And we do share some values. He likes poetry and science. And we seem to value one another. All of a sudden, my mind shoots up a bunch of little question marks. Do we value one another? And do I value him? I know he's a liar. I know he's a thief. Does he truly value poetry and science? Or is he conning me? Is he lying to me? Am I just a conquest to make him feel better about his own bad character? So all these questions are now coming to my mind. What would happen if I had sex with him? Would I feel satisfied afterwards? Would I feel like a fool or ashamed of myself? So it raises a lot of legitimate questions, and I think you need to let yourself explore your own thoughts. Is this a bad idea? And then you want to give yourself an alternative, because it isn't just this one woman, Vicky Vavavarum, or no one. You know, what is the alternative for you? So number one, it's important to judge the moral character of the person that you're considering being intimate with. You know, does she have any diseases, let alone, you know, you've got the moral stuff going on, but is she going to lie? And uh, who knows? Will she get pregnant? Will she pretend she's on the pill and she isn't on the pill? And this is all apart from the part of how you feel about yourself on the on being connected with someone who you truly don't admire deep down. I mean, superficially, yes, she's attractive. So you're already starting to explore your doubts. You want to continue with that because in my book, lying and stealing are both deal breakers. And in my book also, good looks, a hunk or a hot chick, cannot override bad character. And you also want to be very careful. I've seen this with couples in therapy a lot. Uh, You want to be careful not getting too emotionally connected to someone thinking you can fix their bad character and rescue them. 
because that rarely works and it usually leads to a very painful road for the healthier person. So what is the alternative? Well, you want a sexual relationship and that's healthy. And after four years, my gosh, you <laughs> it sounds like it would be a, a good goal for yourself to find a romantic partner. And I don't mean just a sexual partner because that's not going to be what I assume you're looking for. So if you're looking for someone who admires your character and whose character you admire and you can feel that emotional intimacy with, you know, not just faking it with one another. So here's what I recommend, that you meet women of better character. You could join a poetry group. You could get involved with activities related to the sciences you enjoy that might also afford meeting better candidates for romantic partners. There are so many ways to meet people nowadays. For example, I met my husband on a blind date. My daughter met her husband online. And my son, through his hobby, dancing, met his lifetime partner. And also, one quick note, any time you spend with this woman, Vicki Vava Varum, you know, reading poetry, you can enjoy her looks, but you want to integrate who she is as a person. And the time you spend with her is time you're robbing yourself of where you could be out searching for a Vicky Vavava room with an honest character or someone that you are attracted to on all levels, inside and outside. And, and I think that would be wonderful. And it sounds like you're well overdue for that. So for more guidance on dating and finding a better partner and even for sexual choices, I highly recommend a book that I wrote, I'm proud of it, with Dr. Ed Locke. And it's The Selfish Path to Romance, How to Love with Passion and Reason. And when we use the word selfish, I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty provocative title. My parents have a hard time saying, my daughter wrote a, a book on romance. Yeah, what is it? The Selfish Path to Romance. You know, they must whisper it very silently. We do not mean the mean, rotten way to romance. We do not mean the my way or the highway way to romance. We mean the self-respect, self-esteem, self-nurturing. By selfish, we mean valuing your moral character, valuing your life, valuing your love relationship, finding someone who's your moral soulmate, who feels like a mirror of the way you come at the world. And that type of selfishness is so healthy. In fact, I learned the term, I learned not to run away from the word selfish from my favorite author, Ayn Rand, who wrote Atlas Shrugged and the Fountainhead, books that have changed my life and many people's lives. So again, the book that I recommend that you can get on Amazon, you can even read the first chapter for free, uh, is The Selfish Path to Romance, How to Love with Passion and Reason. And my co-author is Dr. Ed Locke, who is world-renowned on goal-setting. And then you can learn how to value yourself, too. If you feel like you're always putting yourself down, you want to turn that around. You want to say, I matter. I matter to myself. And that doesn't mean I'll ever take advantage of anyone else. But I won't become a doormat. 
I won't live in the shadows of others either. I'll give myself a voice, an assertive voice, not an aggressive voice. And I will be able to live my life more enjoyably. And that's the type of selfish that is very healthy. So you can get the book and you can also go to my website, drkenner.com. That's D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R.com. And I've got books I recommend, articles I've written, and podcasts that you can listen to. I need to feel important. Instead, I'm living in the shadows of her life. Her family and friends are everything. I feel invisible. I thought my husband's love would be enough to help him get over my affairs. Why can't he just forgive and forget? What does he think he is? Perfect? He's so selfish. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self-nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.